0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
0: Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. I didn't think you were going to make it, but you did. <laughs> we want to thank you for welcoming, um, coming into the program with us today. This is ATL Day Ones, and thank you for making this your first listen. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast, and wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review, or we're going to fight. And, and just He's going to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to fight. I'm
1: going
0: to just know. smile at you and say please and yes. thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tenetra more nicer than I am. <laughs> Mine come out every now and then, T. Uh, but in this particular case, you know, I, I don't mind begging. You know, I don't mind getting my key sweat on, you know. But, yeah, give us a five-star review when you go there and check us out. We really appreciate you for that. We are on our way to 3,000 subscribers. Yeah. And that's all because of you all. And we thank you. And we love you just for that. <laughs> now, T., the Braves got the big old Mets series coming up. That's tonight. We're going to talk about that and preview that bad boy and see what they got going on. Also, Marcus Mariota is getting comfortable. He hasn't started a game in two years. Ooh, is he going to be able to handle that pressure that comes with that And second time around? And last but not least, <laughs> and for the culture, we got real football. I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll get into all that, but, but first, like – the Braves they take the L yesterday, t three to the one to the Phillies. Charlie Morton pitched the masterpiece of a game, and I, am, I don't know about you, but I am super super encouraged by seeing that. But ended up, I got the smooth sniper. Colin McHugh gives up the home run in the eighth inning to Castellanos, and and that 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 pretty much um sealed the game for the Phillies, and they split the series against the Philadelphia Phillies. But um. You 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 would like for them to get that the mini sweep, but there were some things that were definitely promising in, in that uh, that came out last um yesterday.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll I'll give you that. Uh, Charlie Morton did what we needed to see him do because again we know that the rotation is going to shrink decidedly when it comes to the postseason. So yes, great that you have Max Free, great that you have Kyle Wright, great that you have Spencer Strider, all just balling out these days, but. It would also be great if you know you have someone in that fourth spot who's ready to rock and roll as well. And Charlie Morton, for the most part, is showing us more consistently that he's that guy. And you hate that he didn't get the run support that he deserved. I mean, the Braves essentially got five hits, but only one run out of it. And uh, just the opposite for the Phillies. But more about for them, it was just, man you can' you cannot overlook what JT Real Muto did. I mean that was just wow. some masterful running in yes. order to yes, make that was. double play not happen So literally it. you see him get you know get there right before he's tagged you get the replay and that really kind of resets the game and like you said then Nick Castellanos does what he does and, and that's a game for you but again I go back to what you said which is the encouraging part is what Charlie Morton was able to do It's just that real talk. We're starting to get into crunch time and the, the, the Braves just cannot afford to drop games like this because you're right there at two and a half. The Nats gave you a gift. OK, the Nats gave you a gift on Tuesday by beating the Mets. And then the Mets returned the favor last night. You lose. And now we're back to three and a half games down. Now you're going to Queens and you're in a little bit more of a must win situation with five games in four days where you could have had just a little bit more, of a you know, a comfort, a cushion, if you will, kind of a, a soft landing if you had gotten that game but nonetheless you said it best which is we still had some positive takeaways and Charlie Morton to me that was the best of the best from last night
0: no and Orlando
1: Arcia, you know, coming off that struggle,
0: yes. but still. Yeah, you're coming off the struggle. The, the struggle bats are kind of starting to come around. We're seeing Orlando Arcea starting to go deep again. That's what Indeed. we like to see from, from those ancillary players. Like, I hate to refer mm-hmm. them to it as, but that's what, they, that's what it is yes. when you have a team as loaded as the Braves. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Kyle Wright and what he can do on the mound against the New York Mets. But before we get there, T, I just purchased another – Box of built Bars. My, my, what? My, my, my Yes, yes, I'm in there. I, I told you, I'm all in. Like, tell the people why they should join me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll tell you guys. I got to look at this. I'll tell you guys why why
1: you should join. See, one of us is on like a super duper diet and one of us is kind of getting there. And so <laughs> with the built Bar, I think that's going to help me to get there because you know what? We're talking about healthy and tasty all in one snack. You want the best for your taste buds, that's it. Now, maybe you have tried, as Jarvis has, the coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar, but for me, I wanted to check out the puffs. As you guys know, I told you yesterday, my puffs melted on me. So I'm gonna do the remix on the way to the gym today, but that is what we're doing. We gave you the Bilt Bar. Treatment. Now we're giving the built puffs treatment. So the mm-hmm. coconut brownie chunk built bar, that's the flavor you love. It's marshmallowy, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. And now the chunk puffs are here, but only for a limited time. So you got to grab those. You got to go to built.com right now, at least after this show ends, to make sure you don't miss out because they are going fast. And they're going fast because, like Jarvis said, they taste really good. And then you look at this they are made with collagen protein. That's something where your body's able to absorb quickly and efficiently. And what does that do? That provides tons of health benefits from that perspective of being able to absorb those proteins quickly. So you can enjoy it guilt free because, hey, they're good for you, but they taste really good. So when you're craving something or you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or as I always say, you're in this ATL traffic and you are just trying to get a positive distraction and you want to save your sanity, get yourself some built Puffs, some built bar puffs. So stop fantasizing, get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. You can order some bars if you want to, too. You use the promo code locked on, that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code locked on right at the built.com spot and check out those puffs. They're good for you, gonna be good to you, too. They're
0: gonna be good to you. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I vouch for them. There you go. That's all you need. Now, T, <laughs> now we know that, you know, Alex has made several subtle moves at the trade deadline, didn't really go mm-hmm. for the big splash. I mean, you can make right. an argument for Rasiel Iglesias prob- potentially being that since he's going to be around long term and potentially be yeah. the guy um, that comes mm-hmm. in and ga- games. down ballgames. But mm-hmm. I think right now, this, this five game series, like you mentioned, is going to be something that is going to tell the tale because when you're talking about five games and mm-hmm. you're only three and a half games back there, there can be a, a really big swing in the national league East. And I think that the Braves need to come in with that mindset.
1: Yeah, they absolutely do this. You know, we don't like to call something a must win at this stage mm-hmm. of the 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 season, but real talk it is. I mean, it really, really is because that race is so tight and not just it's not even just about catching the Mets at the top of the division. It's about staving off the Phillies who are on your heels. So yes. this is and, and so now that you just split that series versus maybe the Braves sweeping that series, it's all the more important for them to really, really get it going. And like you said, you've got a situation, right, where you're gonna play them. And I'm literally looking at the schedule because I wanna make sure I get this right. You've got five games and four game, four days against the Mets. And you're on this, this road trip, right? So then you got to go to Red Sox. Then you got to drop down to Miami and check out the Marlins, We'll always kind of give you a little bit of trouble. And then what do you do? You got to come back home for a four game series against the Mets. So, really, those kind of bookends, if you will, starting this week and then ending um, on the tail part of, you know, week after next, this is a critical two weeks for the Braves that kicks off tonight. But like you said as well, you got Kyle Wright on the mound, followed by Ian Anderson, Max Reed, and then Jake Odorizzi is projected to be the starter on Saturday, and then they'll come up the rear with Spencer Strider, and so I'm looking for some good things, but I do think Kyle Wright is the perfect the perfect pitcher to get everything started just to kind of make that statement and give the Braves what they need on, on the, the mound. Now Jarvis is just up to the rest of the team to give him the run support that he needs in order for the Braves to get it done in game one.
0: No doubt about it. And when you talk talking about Kyle Wright being the right guy, he is mm-hmm. 6-0 and in his last seven starts. Scary. And uh ERA just under three at 2.93. Like,
1: yeah. Whoo,
0: that is that is the like this the perfect timing. Perfect timing yeah. for sure. And I mm-hmm. think that you know, I'm expecting nothing less than continuing what he's been doing from mm-hmm. the 26-year-old Righty um and Kyle Wright. Now, coming up next though, T Marcus Mariota. Is the projected starter, right? And I think he's shown that he's proved that. We'll talk about whether or not he's ready to get back into that starter saddle next, right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Welcome
1: back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra, that is Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys, as always, for pulling up to ATL Day Ones, and also, when you download us to your podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you give us a five-star review, because you know what? We appreciate it every time you do. Also appreciate you guys for continuing to subscribe to the whole Locked On Sports Atlanta network, because you guys are getting us right there at the point of 3,000 subscribers, and we appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys. Understanding and appreciating that we bring you the good, good every single day. And speaking of good, good, we know that a lot of good things are coming out of Flowery Branch this far. Training camp, of course, seven days in. The guys are taking a day off today. They'll get right back at it tomorrow, right? But here's something interesting as well, kind of projecting to the regular season before we deep dive into what's gone on so far at training camp, right? So, regular season, the Falcons are going to open week one against the Saints, right? And so Mm -hmm. Fox Sports posed an interesting question that I wanted to run by you before we start talking about training camp. And that is, which team has the best stadium in the NFC South? So let me ask you this first, Jarvis. Have you been to all four stadiums? Of course, the Ben's, we know. But have you been to Bank of America Stadium? Have you been to the Dome, the Superdome, that is? And have you been to Raymond James? So let's start there.
0: I have not been to Raymond James, and I have not been to the Superdome. So yeah, I'm I'm actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: okay. I so you come you're there
0: and they've never invited me, so you know I'm blaming you. I blame you today. <laughs> and I'm
1: blaming you because New Orleans people don't have to invite because we have an open invitation for the whole wide world. Just yes. saying, our That's whole true. city That's is true. always 24 hours on one for you. Always open. Mm-hmm. Now I will <laughs> tell you. I will tell you. I have actually been to all four stadiums, and for me, Jarvis. It, it would be the, the dome just because of the intimacy. I don't know how you get that intimate with that big of a spot. And I don't yeah. know how some place that, that is that old is still like so on par. But it's something about the flavor of it. Like when you say the dome, everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Right. But. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and for me, I probably put Bank of America Stadium on the bottom, just being being honest. Raymond James has had a lot of upgrades. It's right there by the uh, Bucks facility as well, so that's kind of a cool concept, if you will. And it's not really hard to get to. So other than, you know, being open air and it being blazing sometimes in Tampa, that's a good look. Dome is a good look. That's kind of my home stadium. But I got to tell you, the Benz is on fire. I don't even think this is a contest with what Arthur Blank has done with that amazing building. And At the end of the day, who is going to turn down free refills? Free refills? I mean, a $2 drink, and then you get to refill it ad nauseum, at least through the third quarter of all the games there. So listen, if it's me, and I'm doing a tour of the NFC South stadiums, I have to start with the Benz.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, anytime you talk about, a B in front of how much the stadium costs, right. <laughs> you know, and starts with B ends with Alien, yeah, yeah. I think the conversation is pretty much over right there, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But there I, you go. I think I think it's something that you know it's something to be said about you know the investment you know mm-hmm. going into these stadiums nowadays, and and mm-hmm. then when you talk about these type, you having start having these type of conversations, mm-hmm. you think about it like you know, Don't get me wrong, New Orleans from from afar it yeah. always has seemed like a great environment like that mm-hmm. place is rocking on right. Sundays all day but I think that when you talk about the, the actually going to the place and being mm-hmm. in that establishment, and not necessarily being a New Orleans fan I want to see I want to see what what you're working with I want to see what that what how much money you don't put into the doggone thing and I think that that's Mercedes Benz hands down now it's a good debate
1: and if you really want to know kind of the Favorite in that race, the over under on what where fans would call it. I would say if you went to bed online, you could figure that out. Or if you wanted to just get the tea about which one it is and kind of sip your tea while you debate on which stadium is the best stadium, then maybe you should go to Coffee AM for that, right? Germans? No doubt,
0: di- no <laughs> doubt about it. And I'm talking about first thing in the morning when you're yeah. ready to get this bad boy because this is the freshest coffee that you can get, you know, and most and coffee AM. They got you covered because they are most of it is gonna be roasted and shipped the same day or as close as they can possibly get because that's how much they care about you as the consumer. Cause you know, I'm always drinking my coffee a.m. You know, I got I I'm representing for those of you listening on audio wise, I got my coffee AM cup right here in my hand. Indeed. Now, guess what? Got a special deal for you all, for you guys. You know, this is this is some quality stuff. Now, this is. They only roast current crop, special, specialty grade coffee. That's all they do. That's all they get down. But they got a special deal just for you. I want you to go to coffeeam.com yes. backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on and go to the coupon code box. Put in the box. Locked on. See how easy that is? <laughs> go to coupon. I mean coupon coupon, coffeeam.com, backslash locked on, put in the coupon code box and drop locked on in the box and you're going to get 15% off and you're going to have access to all the coffee teas and everything that you want, anything that you want. You hear T and I talking about this thing all the time. We're not playing. We are for real. We have tasted this stuff and it is legit. Go ahead, yeah. to coffeeam.com, backslash locked on, drop in the code. You're going to get 15% off. That's locked on. Do it right
1: now, now, as you can see, Jarvis is up and ready to rock and roll because of his coffee AM. And the thing that we're interested to see, however, is if Marcus Mariota is going to be ready to roll. And why do we talk about Mariota? Well, he made a statement this week during training camp. Quote, it's a great opportunity for me to prove not only to myself, but to those who believed in me, Mariota said. So I'm excited. The last couple of years was a great reset. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from being there, of course, meaning with the Titans. I feel ready to go. Now, the Falcons themselves seem to be headed in the right direction, right? In terms of establishing a culture, a competitive culture, Jarvis. Up and down that roster, you look at the coaching staff as well. People feel like they have a lot to prove. Maybe even Mariota, because you're talking about a guy who's gone through injuries. Losing his jobs and kind of sitting on the sidelines essentially for two years. So my question to you is this. Can Mariota establish himself as the leader of this team, especially on offense? And is it all about proving that this preseason? Or is this something where he's already proven himself and then it is Desmond Ritter's job to maybe prove that he can usurp Mariota from that starting position?
0: First off, to answer your question, yes, I think so. And here's why when you look at football players, football Mm -hmm. players are really good. have really pretty decent judges of character, right? Like when they meet somebody, they can pretty much tell kind of the the vibes, right? Especially in football, because it's easy to come out, right? They could tell if you're a slacker, they could tell if you're a guy that can really just do what he, that's going to do what he's supposed to do. Or you're, if you, if you're going to kind of fool around a little bit and Marcus Mariota, I think he's done that and proved that to his teammates so far. And also, you know, I like what he said in that quote. He said mm-hmm. he's going to prove he wants to prove the people right that believe in him. Most of the time, you always talk about people having chips on their shoulder and everything like that. I like his mindset. I like how he approaches things, in it. and that and that kind of that kind of that's the type of mindset that can kind of bleed over into your teammates. That can kind of you get to the point where you can just surround the troops, so to speak, in, in those tough times or when they when they need a play needs to be made. And I think mm-hmm. that Marcus Mariota is that guy. Um, to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they, his teammates have been talking about him throughout training camp. You can understand it. And I think that we're going to see a guy that is ready to take on this role and, and, move, and move forward.
1: Agreed. And you're talking about something where there are two words that we're hearing a lot out of Lowry Branch, and that is consistency and competition. And yep. Mariota seems like he is embracing that, right? And you look at the fact that he's taken the vast majority – Of the reps with the first unit, that's kind of telling, at least, you know, with that offensive line and just in terms of working with the pass catchers, getting those backs in line for, you know, catching balls out of the backfield, working with those new guys and looking very comfortable, not just with Kyle Pitts as somebody who's new to Mariota, but with Drake London, somebody who's actually new to the league. So a lot of that is what. Uh, Arthur Smith also talked about he talked about the the offensive line as well as the quarterback and needing to see that both of them could really control things at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, it's interesting. And who knows, Jarvis, when uh, you look at Ryan Tannehill, he went to the Titans and that was a resurgence of his career. Who knows this move? Interestingly enough, now with Arthur Smith and Mariota here to Atlanta could be a resurgence of his career as well. And Jarvis, I know you'd agree with me that whether it's Mariota or whether it's Ritter and they are competing at this high level, that is nothing but good things for the Falcons, nothing but good things for them. So when we come back in for the culture, speaking of good things, funny things, hilarious things, it'll be interesting to see if you are ready for football. I know we say that we are, but some people are kind of laughing, like, eh, not quite ready for what we're going to see on that field tonight in the Hall of Fame game. We'll talk about that. And then there's the debate On whether or not we're playing semantics on what looks good.
0: We'll talk about it on the other side. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. We really appreciate you. We're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And you can just go find us on YouTube as well. Hit that, go to that search box, drop in Locked On Sports Atlanta, and we're going to pop right. Up, and we're going to give you the good good that you're looking for each and every day. But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down. Now, what's going down tonight? The Hall of Fame game, T, the Jaguars versus the Raiders. <sighs> NBC, <It's sighs> 8 o'clock. It's going down. Football. We got real football. I'm sorry, what? I'm Jaguars Raiders. What? what? Trevor Lawrence? No, Trevor's no. not playing. Oh uh, Derek Derek Carr? N- no. He's not, uh, Devontae, he's not playing. Devontae Adams?
1: N- no. I don't no. I don't think he's playing either. So why why are we talking about this? Like it's dude's football. gonna be
0: playing football on TV. How about that? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not here for it. So I guess that answers the question. Uh, Tanisha won't be watching the game tonight. So I'm joking, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: am so joking. I'm so joking.
0: Listen. Listen, listen. I feel you, though. I understand. <laughs> yes, I feel you. Yeah. Though. <laughs> well, I
1: would. Be, of course, we all want to see Trevor Lawrence, right? And we also right. want to see little snippets of how good the Jaguars have actually gotten because they did make some power moves in the off season, right? So, mm-hmm. legitimately, I would Much like needed to see, moves. Yeah. <laughs> so, legitimately, I would like to see them. And also, isn't there a guy who Flowery Branch lost to Jacksonville in the off season? Kind of mm. sort that we might want to take a look at. Just in oh, case. Yeah. He gets a few reps, exactly. Oh. Only the leading tackler last year. I don't know. Just saying for the Falcons, I might yes. want to see what foyer is working with if he gets a couple snaps uh, tonight. Definitely want to see our guy because he was one of the guys that I know Jarvis rocked with from day one when he was with the Falcons, and somebody who I definitely, yeah. after a couple games in his first season here, I was like, oh, hmm, might have a little something here. So mm-hmm. we'll be watching. Foyer Lewick and to see what he's working with. And again, like Jarvis said, I'm just playing because anytime we can get some real football on the field, even if it's just for a couple of snaps, we're all for it.
0: No doubt about it. And because that's the thing that, you know, you you look at as far as like, you know, we always love storylines leading up to Mm -hmm. the football season. And we're talking about Urban Meyer doing what Urban Meyer things and all of the stuff that they were dealt with and all of the drama that they dealt with last Mm -hmm. year. You're just kind of thinking like, okay, this is something that, you know, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is super, super happy about that bringing Doug Peterson, a guy who's a super bowl winning head coach. Now he kind of right. flamed out in Philly. We get that. We understand that, mm-hmm. but it it's a lot better than what they have is. Um, it is definitely an upgrade just off of accomplishments alone in the NFL um, as a head coach. So, I think that's something I want to. You want to see what the schemes like. You know, mm-hmm. you get a chance to take a look at some young players who didn't play last year. I'm, I'm assuming Travis Etienne, who we understand and who know who that is, mm-hmm. running back out of Clemson. He may get a little run, maybe yeah, possible. No, he's you know. expected not to, so don't yeah. expect it to see Etienne. But okay, I'm trying to sell it here, T. Help me out. But anyway, but yeah, but I think you want to. You definitely want to see. You you definitely want to see some of the some of the young players kind of get kind of get their footing in and you want to see some guys out here trying to make a job because I'll never forget preseason sometime. It was, wow, it had probably at least been 10 years ago when Victor Cruz came on the scene and there was no chance of him making that making that squad until he went out there and balled out during preseason and he just kept doing it and then eventually made a team and mm-hmm. ended up being one of the better wide receivers to come through the New York Giants uh, organization. And I think that that's what this preseason is all about. And you're looking for those young guys that Mm -hmm. are out here fighting and scratching and clawing for a job, actually make it. And I, and I, I'm definitely, I'm all for it. I love to see it. So, um, but, and Another the preseason, thing.
1: Jarvis, before we, before I forget and before we mm-hmm. go on, yeah. is the preseason is an opportunity for other teams to maybe see something that I don't know necessarily that there is anybody on either the Jaguars roster or the Raiders roster who can come in and be a quality nose tackle for the Falcons. But let's face it, we start today and then we begin there looking at each and every preseason game to see if there is mm-hmm. anybody who can help those guys shore up that defense and help with the departure of Eddie Goldman with the injury to Vincent Taylor, you know, you're looking to see where you can kind of plug in holes. So that's another great reason uh, that, or another opportunity that the preseason provides for uh, the Falcon scouting uh, core among other scouting groups to look at a guy and say, Hey, maybe he doesn't work out in that scheme for this team, but maybe he could work out here.
0: Yeah. Terry Farnall has been very forthcoming about Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And and as far as having everybody out there on the look and I'm so I'm sure that they will be scouring though that the second and third quarter when some of those guys who may not necessarily make the Jaguars or the Raiders, but mm-hmm. they can they see some potential there because you know they brought in Sino and uh, Anthony Rush during the season last year, and those guys end up being solid players for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's exactly what Terry Fontenot is going to continue to do mm-hmm. um, as uh, things move along with the exhibition season. Now T. Yes. Now you kind of talked about this, kind of hinted at it about. I guess grading, <laughs> you know, determining whether or not who's cute, who's fine, who's bad, yeah. like, like, how do we get? How do how do we define? Or, or what you know? I'm assuming that you know, talking about males, you know, looking at as they how they define women and stuff like that. Right, um, right. I thought this was kind of interesting when you brought it to me, but <laughs> I, I literally have to hear where this came from because yes. I'm sure I know where it came from but you know, I want to hear it from the horse's mouth and let the people right. know as well.
1: <laughs> right, so my, B, my BFF checked in this morning, right? And we all always right. have like these, we've been besties for, for forever, right? And so we can have these conversations. I mean, he's married with kids and all good and everything, but uh, somehow we always get on some cray cray topic like relationships. So this mm-hmm. morning's topic was beauty, beautiful versus cute. And what are mm. the definitions and how do you break that down and which is what you prefer? Or cute versus handsome, if we're talking about men. And what do what do those definitions look like? And what do you prefer? And so I was telling him because he was like, "Oh, you looking cute today?" And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm looking beautiful." And he was mm-hmm. like, so that they're, they're they're like they're in lies of debate. So I'll give you his definitions, and we'll stop right there. We'll okay. talk talk another day about handsome versus cute. So if you guys want to drop some comments. In the comment section, we can pull up on this again tomorrow if you like, if you guys drop us some cool comments. So with that said, Jarvis, he says, quote, cute is the girl who's pretty. She's fun. She is charming. She makes you smile. And she's the girl you take to the game. Now, the beautiful girl, she is stunning. She's in awe. She's mature. You take her to the gala. What say you?
0: Who I'm going to kind of have to go in there little bit of a different direction and kind of elaborate a little bit all right so for me cute last like that last you know what i mean because it's kind of like one of those people that you went to college with that looks exactly the same okay. you know when they, when they were when they were when as a freshman versus okay. what 10 to 15 years out of college you know what i'm saying which mm-hmm. kind of where i fall in that category you know but i think that the, that's the type of thing that you you look for right you know what mm-hmm. i mean because Cute do not go anywhere. Beautiful. Now, there may be reasons why she's beautiful. She may be beautiful because, you know, she may have had a little BBL or something. You know, she may have a, a lot of, she does her, her makeup looks really good and everything <laughs> like that. So, it's just the overall makeup about additions too. For me, cute is the basic, right? Like, what you look like when you wake up in the morning. That's okay. whether, that determines whether yeah, or not sure. you're cute or okay. not. For me. I'll give because, you that. And that's what I, you know, I'm a long term dude. You know, it took me a while to understand that I'm a relationship type guy. Um, but uh, once I came to that conclusion, I was just like, yeah, like I need what you what you're going to look like in 10 to 20 years. Like, that's what I want to know. I don't care. I care what you look like now, but I want to see what you're going to be looking like going forward. But yeah, but that's that's kind of like how I determine the difference between the two. Beautiful is more so like in the moment right now, but cute. That's long lasting right so when we
1: had the debate he actually landed on beautiful for me because he agrees with you in terms of like you know cute you bring her to the game because hey she's going to look the same all day every day there's yep. a consistency there but he liked the concept of beautiful once i explained it to him because i used to get that all the time and i was like no i'm not beautiful i'm cute i want to be cute i want to be right. this or that. until right. one, one person finally said hey beautiful is the person who is so beautiful on the inside that it's actually resonating and radiating on the outside. So what you see when you say, when or what he was saying, what we see when we say beautiful is actually, we just see it on the in, The outside what's on the inside. I was like, bet. And my mm-hmm. best friend was this morning. He was like, hmm, I'm a cosign on that. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I say this, if you give a lady a compliment saying that she's cute or beautiful, guys, that can never be a bad thing. Always right, give no
0: her compliment. Yeah. Can't go Always with that. a yeah. way to
1: compliment her. And like Jarvis said, you cannot go wrong. And listen, we hope that tonight the Braves don't go wrong. We hope Kyle Wright gets it right. We hope they get that run production and just have a good all-around game so they can at least make a statement in game one. But whatever they do, Jarvis, whatever they do, ATL Day 1 family, we are going to come back and talk about it tomorrow. So please, Keep hanging out with us. Keep rocking with us. And, of course, after you watch ATL Day Ones, make sure you get to hitting Hard with John Chuckery because that's the spot to stop on as well. Be safe in those ATL streets. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: And stop cutting off the heads of donuts and putting it back. Y'all come back. Now you're (laughs) here.
1: Hey, Prime members.